Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Hello, Sarah. Hey, John. How are you? I am sad and glad. Oh, dear. Why? I'm sad because this is our last episode of the season, mm-hmm. so that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad because we got through it somehow, and um, the FCC or the <laughs> podcast CC, I don't know who regulates yeah. this stuff. Is Is there anybody minding the store or can we just do whatever we want and publish it that's a great question like (laughs) corporate hasn't loved it when we go too far off script but i also haven't you know had anything more than a wrist slap so i think it's okay yeah they they haven't renewed my contract yet have they renewed yours no you know i don't know if they've uh, even mentioned if the season was picked up i'm getting a little nervous i uh you know i bought a house with the advance last season so really need this to come through for me a very, very, very small, affordable house, I hope. Yeah, yeah. It's a more of a shack situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're familiar with like the whole generational labeling thing, right? Like there's obviously the baby boomers, and then there's like Gen X, mm-hmm. and then it's, I think, Gen Y slash millennials mm-hmm. and Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody's heard of it. So I'm not even sure why I asked you that. It's kind of rhetorical. That's all right, Grandpa. I, I guess <laughs> I think you mean boomer. That's <laughs> what the kids say to me. Um, so I, yeah, I'm in one of those groups, and I learned today about the newest group that has a name already. So this is everybody born after 2015. Okay. Because you know it goes up to Gen Z is like through 2015, and then after that, there's a new group, and they're called. Generation Alpha. Oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> Why are they called that? Doesn't that sound so much different than all the others? Like they are the the pinnacle or the tops or here we go again, you know, because we got the Z and now we're starting. But Alpha is not again. like Gen A. It's Alpha sounds oh. dominating. It just it seems like a lot of pressure. It sounds like we're expecting them to solve all the problems we created, like global warming and every well, other problem. Yeah. Alpha. Alpha's coming in. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. happening. But I I'm just stuck on the naming. And if they were born after twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. the oldest those people would be now is like six. So did Maybe. they get did they get together and like in kindergarten and, and, and decide what their name like who picked that? Was it well, a that, bunch of five and thinking. six year olds? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the joke's on us, and they have decided in the future, because I consider these children of the future, even though they're already born, uh, they're going back to the <laughs> Greek alphabet, you know? We're not even going to use the regular alphabet anymore, the, the traditional English alphabet, so maybe this is just the, the first sign, and we need to really take it into account. We're going to go Dewey Decimal System and Metric and Greek alphabet. But again, I'm, who chose that? Like, it's a bunch of toddlers and... Do they have a spokesperson, like some adult that says, I speak on behalf of all the toddlers. They all wish the to be alpha, you know? I, it's crazy. I, I'm stuck on that. Everything else doesn't sound as good. But, <laughs> you know, it's like the baby's got the good one. And we're just yeah. sitting here stuck on, you know, Gen X or millennial or whatever, which is What way... are you? Are you an Xer? I am. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one always sounded like dark and dour to me. That that doesn't sound good to me. 
Gen X. I think we're associated yeah. with like grunge. And... Yeah, you strike me as very grungy. <laughs> Not in the musical sense. No. <laughs> it's your whole podcast studio is made of flannel, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sound deadening and all. Right. Plus, plus, <laughs> plus, it was on sale because this is Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well, I uh, I too am am mystified by the alphas, but I'm more focused on how sad I am as well that this is the end of season one. I just I, I can't believe it. I feel like it came so fast. Yeah. Well. Yeah. When you're having fun, you know, time flies, and when you're recording this and the drudgery that that is. <laughs> I guess it goes by quickly too. Time I don't... also passes. Yeah, I just <laughs> burned up five months of my life, and I'm not getting those back. <laughs> well, and you know, speaking of like hopping through time, you know, the RTG's been uh, been interesting to us. You know, it's it's taken us backwards and forwards in time, and today uh, it's actually brought us a judge blast from the past. Oh, Are you ready for this? I am. We would like to welcome back. Judge Mary, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here again. We're so happy to have you. <laughs> you were here for the first one, our first judge, Mary. I was. You guys were a little, you know, getting it down, getting the wrinkles out. <laughs> but you did have. We, did we yeah. get them out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have perfected it. Perfected <laughs> it. I thought we were supposed to be buttering you up. This is going the other way. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Since this is our wrap-up of the first season, we're going to do something a little different this time. It's a, well, I, I guess it's sort of a recap or championship of sorts. We didn't, we didn't really think too hard about it, but we decided what we do is we each pick our favorite winner of our own from the season. Mm-hmm. And... Then we'd swap them, where I picked my favorite winner, and then I gave that to Sarah. Sarah picked her favorite. She gave it to me. And now our job with each of these topics is to destroy them, to criticize them, to demonstrate how terrible they are. Mm -hmm. Thus, whoever does a better job of that will win because their topic that the other person has is actually better. This makes about as much sense as everything else we've done. Correct. And that... Overview, people listening to this at home are going to have to rewind that with the little back skip button on their podcast <laughs> player and go like, what? What's the setup? How does that work? Go get it. When we get into it, it'll, it'll become clear. <laughs> well, we had to do we had to do something because we looked and uh, it was unplanned, I promise, but we each won five of the matchups. Mm-hmm. So it's five to five and we're nothing if not competitive and vindictive against each other. So we decided somebody's got to lose. Yep. Uh, it's it's less so about who wins. It's more so about the other person feeling bad for losing. That's exactly right. So can you help us with that? <laughs> I think I can. I think I can definitely help you. I think you're the woman for the job. I am. And by help us with that, I mean in the therapy sense. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know. Well, I am, a, you know, an amateur psychoanalyst, so... <laughs> Well, thanks for being game to do this. Let's let's talk about our topics for a second. What we each picked up and are going to enter into something we're calling the first annual Slander Bowl. Oh, now John, come on, do it right. Let's get ready to slander. <laughs> <laughs> that was outstanding. Thank you. 
I can't possibly outdo Sarah on the intro, but yeah, it's the Slander Bowl. So this is Slander, Slander Bowl, Bowl people. <laughs> Slander Bowl one with the Roman numeral because that's what you do with bowls mm-hmm. and plates. Yeah, so it's who can out slander the other's topic and, and decide. So for for Slander Bowl one, Sarah, what was your favorite champion of the season that you picked and trusted to me? Well, this was a tough one, John, because I had some uh, really incredible winners to choose from. I treated all of my topics as my children, meaning that I neglected them till the day before it was time to look at them uh, and then <laughs> then made sure that they were perfect. Uh, <laughs> but going through my list, I decided, honestly, that the Slander Bowl entry for me was obvious. I don't even feel like it needs any explanation, but I guess I'll give you some. I chose Shipwrecks because they're awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's clearly the best winner of all the winners. I believe shipwrecks can take any topic you throw at it and sink it. Oh, I'm delighted you picked that one because it's going to be really easy for me to destroy it. Oh, we'll see. On the uh, other hand, I picked an invincible topic, TV game shows. Hmm. Yeah, I feel real good about that one. So Yeah, think that's bulletproof? Yeah, it's okay. definitely bulletproof. Uh, Sarah's going to have to, you know, kind of destroy TV game shows and I'm going to easily destroy shipwrecks. Oh my God. Get it together, man. You're going to sink my battleship. I I swear. Have you ever done this before? No, I can't out pun you. We both know this. We've been doing this long (laughs) enough to know that that is your superpower. Um, you're one and only really. Yeah. Yeah. I I really wish I could go back and ask that genie for something else, but nope. You got that. You got that. So uh, yep. I'm not even going to try to do battle with you on the puns. If they happen, they happen. I'm not going to, but I'm not going to go out of my way. Right. To go for it. Well, mm-hmm. I understand you don't feel as confident uh, with your puns about TV game shows, but I feel very confident about mine for shipwrecks, but it's not that easy, is it? We've swapped our topics. Yeah. Yep. There's plenty of puns for shipwrecks. Believe me, I had to edit <laughs> some out of my own prep. So Mary... It's the Slander Bowl. This is for all the marbles, for all the, uh, what, what's that candy corn, candy thing, something, Jack, Jack in the box. What the heck am I talking about? The box of candy. <sighs> it's like, it's like popcorn. It's caramelized. Cracker it's, Jack? Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. That's not really candy. It's, it? it's popcorn what would, with caramel. Popcorn. Yeah, caramel corn. It's like kettle corn. What food group would you put that in? Popcorn, vegetable. A popcorn vegetable group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's definitely not candy. No. Mm. Well, Mary, you're feeling the pressure. You got to decide who you know, who wins the whole the whole it's, shebang. It's like I said. I know Sarah so much better now, and I've known you for 23 years, and it's only pretty much gone downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, it's going to be a lot of pressure. And it's going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard because you guys are so both, you know, so good at this now. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, what you're setting us up for, but it's pretty good. I like this this con <laughs> that you're running on us with the compliments. <laughs> I mean, keep them up. Yeah, it's we really wanted to do this upright, you know, with Slander Bowl 1, the inaugural thing. So I... I worked hard at um, getting better sponsors, you know, because the most expensive advertising is during the Slander Bowl. I mean, that's when you see all yeah. the good ads. Yep. Um, but alas, we have the same sponsors that we usually do. And I tried to get some halftime entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, roll people yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Do a laser show and something. And uh, Get one of the boy bands that you talked about. 
Yeah, I I tried I tried to get some bands. I tried the usuals, the big names you'd think for this the Slander Boy, Ario Speedwagon, Aerosmith, uh, Sha Na, Dave Matthews Band, um, Barry Manilow, uh, Big Bill and the Boys, all of them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, they were all. Yeah, I, nobody. I don't even know what numbers to call. So nothing happened there. <laughs> Siri, call Cobra Starship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's going to be uh, Sans halftime show. We're just going to do it. And um, the first thing we do, since you're like the umpire, if you will, the referee, mm-hmm. the judge mm-hmm. of the Slander Bowl, is get you sworn in. Sarah, you want to handle that? Absolutely. Mary, are you, are you ready? I am. Do I need to get my drum major whistle? <laughs> well, we need you to uh, raise your right hand okay. and repeat after me. I got it. All right. <laughs> I, Mary. I, Mary. Swear to be an awesome judge of today's Slanderland. <laughs> swear to be. Swear to be. An awesome judge. An awesome judge. Of today's Slanderland. Of today's Slanderland. In the manner of Lynn Toller. In the manner of Lynn Toller. Congratulations, Your Honor. You are sworn in yet again. You're that was not sworn. hard. I I feel like your standards are pretty low. Well, you know, I've been working with John for a long time. Oh, so. right. It it didn't go great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've done better collectively. <laughs> the, the three of us have done better collectively. <laughs> get that the way you just said that on a loop and that can just be my like ringtone from now on that's it didn't go great (laughs) (laughs) you're so unsure i love that (laughs) well nobody asked who lynn toller is you know who lynn toller is no i haven't i don't know who lynn toller is who's lynn toller apparently like a long-running judge of a divorce court the tv show divorce court oh well like oh that sounds terrible to watch yeah Mm. yeah judge toller known for her Sort of keeping things on track, even when the arguments, surprise, surprise, got really crazy. Yeah. Judge Tollard get in there and um, settle everybody down. So that's your job. Okay. I got my drum major whistle then. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do overviews like we usually do. In this case, they'll be slanderous. We'll be slandering each other's topics. Mm-hmm. Sarah, would you like the honors to go first and see what minimal damage you can do to TV game shows? I'd be happy to go first, John. Okay. As usual, three minutes, so I'm going to time you whenever you are ready. All right. Uh, Your Honor, I have a quick question for you to start off this overview. Do you want to watch a video of other people playing Monopoly? Because that's basically what a TV game show is. <laughs> no way. No, right? Absolutely not. So what, the whole point, What game show is that? The whole point of a TV game show is to watch someone who is not you win cash, prizes, or spouses, if you're watching something like The Bachelor... Which is odd and boring. First point. (laughs) Game shows also uh, have no actual plot. They're the same thing week in and week out with little to no variation whatsoever. Completely predictable. They rely on cheap tricks and stories to appeal to audience emotions to manipulate them. That's Uh, another band I should have tried. Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Dang it, I just thought of that. (laughs) They're probably available. (laughs) (laughs) TV game shows think that they can buy you with their glitz and their glam and their lack of substance. They can often be embarrassing and humiliating for the contestants on purpose. Uh, I'd like to point out any dating show ever 
And perhaps if you were that poor man on Jeopardy the other day who was the all-time losingest. So, you know, b- bad things. Uh, there's shameless product placement. It's basically just one long commercial when you really think about it. I mean, the price is right. It's just a catalog, essentially, on television. Often, the prizes that you win can bankrupt you. Uh, For example, if you win some property or houses and you cannot afford the taxes, there's many stories of them actually bankrupting the winners. And the prizes that are shown often aren't even what you win. The TV game shows, in order to avoid the investment in the merchandise, will actually swap you out something, maybe for different value. You know, like instead of a car, you're going to win 200,000 boxes of Cheerios, which is the same retail value, which is horrifying, dishonest, unfair, and maybe even cruel. So sorry I had to do that, but that's your overview of TV game shows, John's beloved topic. You made a lot of that up. All of that is 100% true. Okay. Mary, do you have a terrible opinion of TV game shows now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's pretty convincing right there. I mean, the taxes alone and the bankrupting and just the humiliation part. Um, Thank you. I have seen Jeopardy a lot, and it, it can be very humiliating to have, like, negative value at the end of that mm-hmm. show when somebody else has got thousands and thousands of, of dollars. It's It's embarrassing. You know, it basically right. says, you're stupid, but the other guy over here is smart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, don't I, don't I know it? You're negative $7,000. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. I mean, we could all agree these are voluntary, right? Like, everybody's signing up to be on them. Nobody's – it's not indentured servitude to be on a game show, is it? You know, John, I think we've had quite enough about TV game shows, honestly. <laughs> and I'd love to hear what you think about shipwrecks, your overview of shipwrecks, which I'm sure will be grossly unfair. No, mine's just accurate. Well, three minutes whenever you're ready. All right, let's do it. Shipwrecks as a topic is easily the worst one we had all season. When Sarah presented this earlier in the year, the only more depressing disaster than a shipwreck was that that topic actually won the episode. And to get there, much like tonight, Sarah had to manufacture... More artificial drama than Billy Zane did playing Cal Jerkley uh, on Titanic. You know the guy I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so why do they suck? Why do shipwrecks suck? Like the whirlpools of death that they create? Well, first, they're the ultimate form of littering. Many, many shipwrecks are intentional sinkings or abandoned ships. When we get tired of them or we don't want to replace a doorknob or something, we just decide to drop them in the ocean. And there they sit on the bottom, usually crushing innocent uh, sea life uh, like coral, which can't get out of the way fast enough. Then there's the actual event of sinking. No matter what caused it, ships don't look good in their protracted sinking. It's terrible aesthetics. Best case is like a stale hot dog bun getting slurped down a storm drain. Worse than that is like when this... Costa Concordia cruise ship wrecked off of Italy a few years ago. Everybody saw this in the news. It was just sort of lying there on its side for months, bumping into stuff like a big drunk animal that can't get up. It was terrible. So if the physical travesties aren't enough, there's also a mess when it comes to the laws and ownerships of the wrecks and the stuff that's in those wrecks. Different countries, states, counties, townships all have their own rules some having to do with survivorship and insurance policies, what governments existed when the thing sank. Sometimes it's just finders keepers. 
in a lot of cases, people ignore all those laws. They go nosing around in the wreck, even though it's the final resting place of the poor people that were on board. Finally, and to me, the clincher is if you're happy about shipwrecks, if you celebrate them, you're really just celebrating disasters. Are there any good shipwrecks? I mean, ships and boats are intended to cruise around, getting us from place to place, not getting sunk and becoming tragic garbage. Band name, by the way. We should get them for the halftime. <laughs> it would be like saying plane crashes are cool or car wrecks are cool or bike wrecks or scooter wrecks, something you find behind the 7-Eleven and saying it's a good thing. It's a wrecked dream or at least a wrecked investment by someone much like Sarah's investment in this topic. The end. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Wow. It, it, it hurts to hear all that, doesn't it, Sarah? Well, it hurts to hear the, the lies, the misrepresentation, the, mm-hmm. the, the misinformation. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter what I think. All that matters is what Judge Mary thinks. Well, my initial thoughts are that was a lot of words. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. And a lot of melodrama. And what? Yeah, I, I, I think it is sad if people die on shipwrecks. I, I will not deny you that. That That is ultimately sure. a really, really sad thing. But people die of other things every day. So I don't know that I would necessarily push that <laughs> part of it <clears throat> singularly. Yep. But it wasn't that long ago that I heard Sarah talk about shipwrecks. And so uh, it's pretty cool. They're pretty cool. <laughs> and I and I just imagine, now you said something about them landing on, on you know, poor fish life. But all those fish, then they go in and out their windows. That's right. It's a reef. Yeah. And it's so cool to see that, you know, with your mask when you go down. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. It's, it's a what pile else of did garbage. you say? What else did you say that was negative? I, I Like it's I said, there's a lot of words and I was having trouble following. The positives just outweigh them so, so greatly. You don't have to listen to all the things he said. Yeah. Yeah, I did, did like the analogy, though, of that, you know, kind of like breached whale thing on the beach. That was pretty awful that. That, uh, terrible. Cost the boat. What was it? Yeah, the. I wanted to say George Costanza. That's not the name it's of it. Costa. It's Costa Cruise Line. No, it? Costa Concordia was the, the Concordia, name of the ship. Yeah. The Concordia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I guess if you like all the leaking oil and and other fuels. Well, now you didn't into mention ocean, that in your you didn't little. Mention that, yeah. Beach. I said it's garbage. We're dropping our garbage in the ocean. Uh-huh. You weren't specific enough. But I was just thinking, you know, a nice, pretty <laughs> ship for. Um, the fish to swim in out of and stuff and absolutely yes but anyway if you drop a giant pile of garbage in the woods and leave it there for a minute little animals are going to get in it that doesn't make it good like oh look at all the ants and here's a here's a possum family that's eating a you know the side of the pizza box nobody's like yeah let's dump some more garbage in the woods okay keep scrambling john keep scrambling I'm all pretty right. sure there aren't possum and ants down there in the water, but whatever. <laughs> good point. Good point. Whatever. Yeah, you're, that's whatever. fair. All right. Very fair. Okay. Well, that was good. That was really good, John. Just don't worry about it. Keep it up, man. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to. And uh, I'm going to keep trying to convince you two of logic and reason. Speaking of logic and reason, I'm terrible at transitions. Let's uh, <laughs> Let's take a break for a second and hear from one of our sponsors.
No Comparison is brought to you by Airport Boyfriend. Do you judge people who drive themselves to the airport alone? Is a part of you sad when you see a solo traveler desperately searching for their ride chair? Airport Boyfriend is here to help. Airport Boyfriend will happily drop you off and pick you up from the airport while making a big show of it. Your fellow passengers will marvel when they hear Airport Boyfriend saying things like, have a safe flight, honey, and I can't wait till you get back. Not to mention the jealousy they will feel when Airport Boyfriend wheels your luggage all the way to the gate and tells you to call when you arrive. Never worry about what complete strangers think of you again with Airport Boyfriend. Airport Boyfriend, he'll pick you up. Okay, we're back. So we mentioned earlier it's been a, uh, a season of ups and downs for both of us. We each won five of these contests. Mm-hmm. But the losses stick with you, right? Like, I don't really celebrate the wins as much as mourn the losses. In fact, I'm hacked off about a few of them. What was your, <laughs> what was your, uh, like, most aggravating loss, Sarah, where you walked away thinking, man, that was stupid. I definitely should have won that one. You got one of those? Two of those? Maybe five of those? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let me pull up my list. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have a list? You have a list I, of them. I can't remember. I can't remember which one's won versus lost. I got to pull it up. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> somebody's I'm sorry. Got, somebody's got senioritis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you, John. Uh, I really thought Bigfoot was a slam dunk. I will go down for the rest of time feeling like Lemonade was not only stolen uh, and based on false pretenses, but just wrong. That should not have won. Well, that's fine. You can be mad about that one, but um, you did lose, I did. and I did what it took to win. And yeah. uh, you know, my impression was part of the the deal was creativity, and I did mm-hmm. that. And then, and then I got slammed for it. So I don't know what you want. I mean, I don't know what set of rules <laughs> you want to play by. I tried to play by those. I I, I won, and mm-hmm. I understand being bitter mm-hmm. about it. I really understand because I felt like every single one that I lost was a disservice. I mean, every single one, every single one, it went the wrong way, but the worst was the one that tonight's shipwrecks topic won, Mm -hmm. which was when shipwrecks somehow, I mean, I can't even say it. It's so Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Beat boy bands. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, it really did. That's a testament to the arguer. You know, that's just, that's a testament to my, my skills. But got to be honest, though, John, I mean, nothing was more surprising to me than that you defeated Octopi in the episode before with Haunted oh. Houses, which is yeah. just the oh, yeah. dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, come on. Everybody loves a good haunted house. Nobody likes an octopus. They love haunted houses. I just don't even think that's right. It's <laughs> completely right. That's a, that's fine. That one was crazy. I, I mean, yeah. It, what comes back to me about that stupid shipwrecks versus boy bands one is you somehow mm-hmm. won and you did like a Irish pirate stand up routine made of like knock knock jokes or something. It was terrible. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah, no, I great. I did Shakespearean drama, mm-hmm. like the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had help from uh, Mr. Timberlake. Oh, man. Justin to me. But, you know, for the rest of the world and BTS, those guys, I had all them yeah. on my side. It doesn't make Didn't any sense. It. So Didn't tonight's redemption. I'm, yeah, this is my, my second chance 
Oh yeah. To prove to the world that shipwrecks suck and well, should not know, win anything. <laughs> <laughs> TV game shows uh, did come out on top when I um, battled it originally with tearaway pants, um, which was surprising to me because I-, I felt like that was just, you know, an incredible sartorial choice that was going to really resonate with our judge. Obviously, it didn't. Uh, so I-, I do feel like this is a little bit of a, a revenge situation. I would agree with that. Well, we will have three different avenues to take us to our revenge destination. Yep. Mm. I just made that up now, that metaphor. They're going to be a little different because obviously we're trying to tear down the topic that we have for tonight. So the first one is a flip of one of our favorites. Sarah, do you want to introduce it? Absolutely. Um, so you may have heard us play Two Truths and a Lie. But tonight, uh, we, in, in honor of the Slander Bowl, we are going to be playing Two Lies and a Truth. Uh, same basic concept. We're going to read you three items about these topics and two of them are going to be lies and one is going to be the truth and we ask our illustrious judge to figure out which one is the truth and of course in slander bowl fashion uh, we have designed these to be showcasing the absolute worst sides of both of these topics and if you need a an assist i don't know from sarah's three statements which one's the truth but right. I'd be happy to help by weighing in if you want to do the phone a friend thing. If you want to just wing it on your own, that's cool too. But uh, And then Sarah would do the same for you when we get to my turn. So yes. that option is open for you, Mary. Great. So Sarah, when you're ready, let's hear your two lies and a truth about TV game shows. Number one, contestants on the classic game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire are not responsible for any expenses incurred in connection with their appearance on the show. So that would be things like hotel rooms, food, that sort of thing. Not responsible. Statement number two. The wheel on Wheel of Fortune weighs 1,000 pounds and could easily kill you if it ran you over. (laughs) Indiana Jones style. Yeah. (laughs) There could be snakes on the wheel. I don't know. (laughs) Statement number three. In 1988, Patrick Quinn won $58,000 on Super Password. However, upon seeing the episode, a viewer recognized Quinn as wanted fugitive Carrie Dean Ketchum. The viewer reported this to the authorities, who arrested Ketchum slash Quinn when he turned up to claim his prize money. So we've got statement number one, contestants on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Don't pay for any expenses connected to the show. Statement number two, the wheel and wheel of fortune is a thousand pounds and could kill you. And statement number three, Patrick Quinn actually wanted fugitive Carrie D. Ketchum. Hmm. Wow. Those are tough, Sarah. <laughs> so say, say the first one again, that the, the person doesn't get reimbursed for expenses or so does? It's that contestants on Who Wants to Be, be a Millionaire aren't responsible for any expenses. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't sound right. I think that's one of the lies. Okay. I think they're too money hungry. <laughs> they just figure people want to go and have fun, so they'll pay for it, and then mm-hmm. maybe they'll win some money. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so what's the next one? It's the thousand pound uh-huh. wheel of death. Wheel of fortune. Wheel of death. That's right. Death wheel. <laughs> wheel of death. Death wheel. <laughs> it does seem sort of heavy. I mean, I mean, they had to get Vanna, who she's sort of you know like husky, and so she's like, oh, and she's got those swimmer shoulders. Yeah. yeah, she does. And then I think maybe they tried a few skinnier models prior mm-hmm. to that, and they're like, eh, she can't even move the thing. So mm-hmm. I can almost believe that. Okay. Okay. But the other ones had so many details that makes me 
want to believe it too. What do you think, John? I need your help. The third one sounds kind of like a lie because of the guy's name. His last name was like Catch Him. Catch Him. Yeah. K e t c h u m. K e t. Yeah. Yeah. Now that sounds a little bit like a lie. Like a little bit. Like like Sarah's just having fun with us, throwing that in our face. Yeah. I've never had fun a day in my life. Don't you slander me. I don't know. I think I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that the second one's the true one. The second one's the true one. The, the wheel of death. And the other two are false. So my first truth was that in 1988, Patrick Quinn, a.k.a. Carrie Dean Ketchum, was in fact arrested uh, when he turned up to claim his prize money. He was sentenced to five years in prison for faking his wife's death to collect on her insurance policy. True Eesh. story. TV game shows are the worst. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry, Mary. I, I think I contributed to that as a lie because of his name. Yeah. Yeah. So the other two are lies, right? So, okay. So that one was true. Also true. Oh. Wait a second. Wait. Also, every, everything else is false. So that was my truth. Okay. I revealed are this wrong. Sure I revealed now? this wrong. This up? Yeah, yeah. I revealed this wrong. Sorry. This is a, a new way to do this game. So uh, <laughs> walking backwards. You're correct. Contestants on Who Want to Be a Millionaire totally have to pay for everything. They have to pay for their airfare, hotel, all of that, because ABC is a horrible greed monster. And the Wheel of Fortune uh, So much for actually, that sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, Wheel of Fortune uh, actually weighs 2,400 pounds and could totally kill you if it ran you over. So that was false. The 1,000 pounds was what was false about that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Patrick Quinn. But really, I mean, my whole thing about Vanna being hired because she was broad children enough to spin that thing was still true. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could still be true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy sucker. Absolutely. I got caught up in my own truths and lies. Uh, the bottom line is game shows are terrible and stupid. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, because they have like terrible people who fake their wife's death as, as winners money yeah terrible yeah. And, terrible. and they just let them win like they don't care about that kind of stuff at no all. moral compass whatsoever yeah mm. i can see a point yeah. Yeah. john <laughs> <laughs> okay i've got three statements about our old pal shipwrecks and they're all going to be about the fact that shipwrecks have spawned many bad movies. So my two lies and the truth are about some of those waterlogged messes. And I'm going to provide a statement about a terrible shipwreck-oriented movie. And yeah, you got to pick out which one of these is true. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on each of the movies too, because I, I just think that's fun. Starting with 1977's The Deep. So this was written by Peter Benchley, who's the same guy that wrote Jaws. And it's about a couple on vacation. They're scuba diving near a shipwreck in Bermuda. They discover some treasure stuff. And then they make a deal with the local bad guy who happens to be into like black magic. So they have to go get more stuff for him from uh, the wreck. And then there's conflicts, including uh, encounters with a giant eel. It stars uh, Robert Shaw, who was the captain from Jaws, if you remember that guy. You know, he gets you know bitten in half near the end, but uh, Robert Shaw's in it. Jacqueline Bissett, Louis Gossett Jr., and a young Nick Nolte. The best, most ridiculous part of this movie is the major plot point that everyone is swimming around a shipwreck that's actually stacked on top of another shipwreck. 
So there's a ship from World War II. It's full of like morphine and stuff they want to get out of it. It apparently sunk right on top of an old Spanish treasure ship full of loot. So it's like a double-decker shipwreck, which is hilarious to me. I mean, that just sounds amazing, but okay. All of that information about the movie is true. That's all true. The part I want you to consider is this fact about The Deep. While taking breaks from filming, Nick Nolte would go swimming in the nude at a nearby beach in an attempt to impress co-star Jacqueline Bissett. When he was caught doing so by the film's producers, he claimed he lost his swimsuit in a shark attack. So that's fact number one. Nick Nolte, skinny dipping, shark attack excuse. Next movie, Poseidon from 2006. It's also terrible. It's a remake of the older movie version of the novel about the SS Poseidon, which was this luxury liner crossing the Atlantic, gets overturned by a huge wave, and it's really, really bad. The movie's really bad. It was nominated for the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Remake or Ripoff. It's both a bad movie in its own right, and of course, it's about a terrible subject of, you know, cruise ship sinking. So all of that's definitely true about Poseidon from 2006. So here's the factoid part that you need to navigate. And uh, these are some of the titles of songs on the Poseidon movie soundtrack. So this is the part that you need to decide whether this is true or a lie. Song titles from that soundtrack included... The Water Enemy, Trapped in Flames, A Terrible Choice, and my personal favorite, Why Is This Happening? So those are some soundtrack <laughs> songs from the movie Poseidon from 2006. The last one is a movie called USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. Much more recent, 2016. It's a terrible representation of the actual tragic sinking of the USS Indianapolis. It's starring Nick Cage, so you know it's not necessarily historically accurate. The basics are in there. The ship getting torpedoed, guys going in the water, they're attacked by sharks and the elements, and a lot of them die in the water. It's terrible. What's super tragic were the reviews of the movie. So <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it a rating of 17%, which is not good. One critic called the movie, quote, slapdash, and that the sharks were presented, quote, Sharknado style. Another said the movie was completely not worth watching and summed it up as, quote, two hours plus of bumbling and pandering. And a lot of people actually connected to the real event, also hated because of, you know, all the historical inaccuracies. So all of that's true. Here's the part you got to evaluate about this last one. That I sat next to the movie's director and star of the movie Jaws the Revenge Mario Van Peebles in the Atlanta airport for about an hour. <laughs> what does that have to do with the movie? He's the director of the movie, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, he's director of the third movie and also director of... He also happened to be star of Jaws the Revenge. That's just a little tidbit about Mario Van oh. Peebles. But Mario okay, Van Peebles to him. in the Atlanta airport... In the Atlanta airport. For about an hour, waiting for a for flight. For about an hour. Yeah, so one of... Those three things is true. Uh, so, again, with the deep, that was the Nick Nolte nude uh, swimming, shark attack, took my bathing suit excuse, the Poseidon 2006 movie with those uh, entries from the soundtrack list, and then the third 
uh, is, did I sit next to Mario Van Peebles in an airport? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so the first one is Nick Nolte swimming naked. Yeah. Trying to impress Jacqueline Bissett. He, yeah. he gets busted and he says a shark, a shark, uh, a shark stole yeah. my homework. Well, you know, I can believe that he was swimming naked trying to, um, you know, bag her. But... It was the 70s, you know. People going to do what they're going to do. But I mean, he's not that dumb, right? Like going to go. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, the next one is. The soundtrack titles. Oh, the soundtrack like yeah, why is this happening? That's one of the tracks. Why is this <laughs> happening? The other tracks are the water. Terrible choice. A terrible choice. Another one's called Trapped in Flames, and in Flames. the Water Enemy okay. is the other one. And then last but not least is did I sit in the vicinity of Mr. Van Peebles in the Atlanta airport? Okay. Well, I feel like I pretty much know, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to ask Sarah what she thinks. Here's the thing about the Mario Peebles thing, Van Peebles. Van Peebles, thank you. Van Peebles. I feel like that's false, but because I bet he was in the Atlanta airport for longer than an hour. So I'm leaning towards the Poseidon soundtracks being true, those soundtrack names being true, because they are terrible. And if they are real, I'm going to immediately download them and play them as my soundtrack going into work in the morning. The (laughs) Why did I do this? Engulfed in flames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see them being true. Like, especially if the person who was recording the music, you know, and putting it on the soundtrack was also seeing the movie and being just like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, this isn't going to sell at all. The soundtrack's going nowhere. I might as well put some stupid names on it, right? Yeah. So I can see that. Um, I also feel like at an airport, you can like sit next to anybody. True. Or or even in an airplane. I mean, mm-hmm. I sat next to uh, some people on planes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> yeah. I will say the Nick Nolte part's compelling because he does strike me as maybe that dumb. What do you think? <sighs> yeah, it's it's close. It really is. And it was young, too. So Right. Does it make it worse or better? It's probably better, right? That he was skinny dipping when he was younger. That's probably better for everybody involved, right? I'm sure he's still skinny dipping, John. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know. So one of those three things is true. The other two are lies. All right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and go with three is true. All right. Which one is three again? Oh, yeah. Mario Van Peebles and I. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you some info about each of these things that happened, and then uh, that'll reveal the truth. So Nick Nolte did not do the nude swimming thing, but apparently Nolte and Bissett did actually become a couple during the movie's filming for a short period of time. Okay. Like one night? (laughs) No, I think, I don't know. I'm not an expert on their relationship, but- I don't want to, you know, we're not slandering them. I think they had a very, uh, you know, grown up relationship. Good for them. Good Good for for them. them. Yeah. But I don't think it was based on him skinny dipping as far as I know. So that was false. The song titles. Here's here are the actual song titles from that soundtrack. So, Sarah, you can still do this, by the way, if you want to go into work (laughs) to these tunes. Uh, They include claustrophobia. Yep. Drowning. That's a title. Yep. That tracks. (laughs) Fire dive. Okay. And don't don't look down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that works. Yeah. 
So <laughs> clever. So you took some bad song titles and then made them worse. Amped them up, and so I did wow. have the pleasure of sitting next to Mario Van Peebles in the Atlanta airport for about an hour. And did you speak to him, or did you just uh, creepily? No, look at him? he was he was keeping to himself. He was um, trying to stay kind of incognito. It was definitely him. And the you worst, sure? yeah. Well, <laughs> the worst part of the whole thing was there was a woman across the aisle from me and him. You know how they have the airport chairs that face each other. You know they all mm-hmm. they're all connected, but there's you know aisles between them. So he and I are sitting together in one of those, and then across the the space there was a, a a woman sitting there, and she had her purse up on her lap, and she was trying to take pictures of him with her iPhone, uh. which was in, in in trying to get away with it, like she wasn't doing that. But everybody saw it was embarrassing for everybody. I kind of felt bad for him. Mm. So especially at that point, I'm not going to introduce myself and say, you know, Mr. Van Peebles, Jaws the Revenge, big fan. You know, yeah. big fan. Can I get an autograph on my, you know, five guys cup from the Atlanta airport? I didn't <laughs> want to do that. So I left him alone. But that's true. So good job, Mary. You picked it out. Okay. Well, I sat I sat next to Jimbo Fisher one time on an airplane. We talked for a long time. It was a great conversation. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Which that was really fun and it was was odd enough. But then on another flight, a couple years later, I, s- I sat next to his brother. Oh, weird. So I believed it. I believed you could sit next to someone like that at an airport. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was what happened uh, to you? one of the highlights of my life. Oh, man. I don't know if I'd tell people that. Well, the best part I about mean... telling people that story is like, who, who are you talking about? Yeah. So he's awesome. <laughs> Look him up. Mary Van Peebles, an accomplished actor and director and apparently all around good guy. Cool. Yeah. All right. So next game, event number two is a brand new one. We rolled this out just for the Slander Bowl. Woohoo! It's word association. And what's going to happen is uh, I've prepared a few words about TV game shows about why they're awesome. They're just words or phrases. I'm going to say each one of them in turn. Sarah's got to respond right away with whatever first comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And then ditto for her. She's going to do the same thing with shipwrecks, and I'm going to say whatever comes to mind. So it's kind of a bang-bang, word association kind of deal. And okay. like I said, it's a new game. I, I wish we had, you know, we try to come up with pithy names, you know, for mm-hmm. these things. This one's just word association. Nothing really stuck. I Mm-mm. thought about, like, slap fight. That didn't seem right. Or maybe, like, turd association, you know, because they're nasty things that we say about in response. That's not a good one. Mm -mm. I don't know. We struggled. So it's just word association. If somebody's got a better idea for a name of that game, please email us at the show, uh, nocomparisonpodcast (laughs) at gmail.com. I wanted to say that real fast like they do at the end of the car commercials. but That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You're the pro, Sarah. You can do that. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to say my list of words about awesome TV game shows. And Sarah, you got to come right back at me with whatever the first thing is that comes to your mind. All right. I think I'm ready. We're about to find out. All right. Playful. Mischievous. Thrilling. Terrifying. Relatable. Every man. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Live audience. Lots of judgment. Vanna White. Broad shoulders. Why are we saying I'm glad you guys were saying all that and it wasn't me. Handheld microphones. 
device to make a bad decision. <laughs> Competition. Ruthless. Prizes. <laughs> Cons. <laughs> Jeez. You hate life. <laughs> Are we still doing it? John Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. That's my own fault. Uh, the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Buzzers. Oh, annoying. <laughs> that was worth the price of admission just to get you to do that. That's my. That's uh, ten words for me. Man, that was awful. Yeah. TV game shows suck. <laughs> I don't know. You kind of you got on board with a few of them. You know, you said every man. That's nice. That's no, a good I mean thing. like generic, like lowest common denominator. Man, killing everybody. Mary, I don't know. What do you think of uh, Sarah's reactions to my listed awesome qualities of, of game shows? I think that's a hard thing to do. You're giving her a word and she has to, in just a few milliseconds, think of something to reverse that positive into a negative, And it has to relate to TV game shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It can't just be a random word. No. So, I mean, she may have slipped up on every man, but... I think the rest of them, the other nine, were pretty darn good. Yeah, I think I think every man was like a Freudian slip. Like that's what she thinks. They're for every man. They're Uh, relatable. We're all into them, and she just admitted it. That's what happened. I just outed that whole perspective right here on the show. I mean, if that's the way you want to interpret it, you know, incorrectly, that's uh, that's up to you. That that is how I want to interpret it. You gave her the word buzzers. Uh I mean, and I thought the first thing annoying too. Yeah, I think you may have messed up on that one a little, John. Yeah, you're right. That wasn't my best work. The other ones were great. So thanks. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Well, Sarah, let's see how I can uh, respond to your words or phrases. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Adventure. Destruction. Blockbuster films. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Pirates on the high seas. Criminals. Aqua archaeology. Looting. Reef building. Environmental disasters. Legendary. Shameful. Cultural heritage and history. Dumpsters. <laughs> Scuba diving sites. More death. (laughs) Preservation. Of our embarrassment. And finally, treasure. More looting. Too easy, Sarah. It's just such a bad topic. Agree to disagree. It only really matters what our judge thinks. I was barely trying. I mean, it just was right there. You could tell. Yeah, you could tell. (laughs) Touche. (laughs) <laughs> that was that was good. You had some excellent words, Sarah. Thank you. What? Um, and the Thank and your you. whole tone of voice made them sound so positive. So that really helped. But but John did come back with some pretty brutal like thoughts about you know yeah. how that could be swayed. Yeah. Um, if you were to believe that, you know, it's destructive. If you don't want to look on the bright side, which would be mm. you know his his mo. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, the eternal pessimist. Okay, well, in the spirit of this, we got one more event, and then we're going to be rounding home in the Slander Bowl, coming into the fourth quarter, the final period, the last frame. This is where everybody so gets a, many metaphors. An, extra, <laughs> an extra bowling shot after you get, the, get an ace. 
you get to throw it again. Yep. Uh, we're almost there. <laughs> so event number three, <laughs> we normally play, hey, that's my friend. We talk about all the good qualities of our topic, why they'd be a great friend if they were a person. And in this case, it's, hey, that's my enemy. So we're each going to talk about why each of these topics is our enemy. Sarah, you are up first to talk about your enemy, TV game shows. That's right. The world's enemy, TV game shows, honestly. Um, I believe that all of these are self-evident, but I will share them with people like John who, who might not quite get it. You know, we'll, we'll eliminate this for him. So TV game shows, if they were your enemy, would be a formidable enemy. TV game shows have a history of not performing proper background checks. We talked about Patrick Quinn earlier and the infamous dating game killer. You know, all of these are people who competed on TV game shows, meaning that TV game shows as a person would be dangerous and criminally irresponsible. Uh, they'd also have no regard for your safety or comfort. Again, the makings of a supervillain here. Next, TV game shows, by their very nature, are highly competitive, right? They like winners and losers. They're constantly pitting people against each other. They're games. That would, <laughs> that would make them a great enemy. They're constantly looking for their next conquest. Uh, they're never satisfied. They're always looking for the next thing to dominate. They would always be on. They'd never be relaxed. There's always these really high stakes, uh, which would be very thrilling. You know, if you're watching TV game shows as an enemy in a movie, fascinating. If they are your enemy in real life and you're constantly having to tend to them, maybe not so great. They'd also be frivolous, right? They appeal to our basest impulses. They have no depth. So as an enemy, they'd be very surface level. They'd be constantly trying to get at you in little ways. They wouldn't be playing a long game necessarily, which could be good for you. But it would kind of wear you down day after day. I could see where that would just become exhausting. As an enemy, they would always have a live studio audience tagging along with them, making it completely unfair. It's not just you versus the TV game show. It's you versus the TV game show and the TV game show audience. And as an enemy, they'd also be incredibly unethical. There's cheating scandals abound throughout the TV game show history, making them unreliable and unethical, which again, if it's an enemy, do you want to be hanging out with this person? Do you want TV game shows to be in your life as your enemy? That sounds like a heck of a lot to go up against to me. And honestly, it just sounds exhausting. A lot like watching a TV game show. Mm. Mm. Mary, I think we can agree that Sarah's enemy is fun. <laughs> and that's really, I mean, you could substitute search and replace game shows with having fun, playing some sports with your friends, substitute any of those. And it's basically the same spiel. Am I right on this, Mary? Are you hearing that too? Or well, well, yeah, I'm assuming, John, because you're taking the stance that you must watch a lot of game shows not, like not every really. day, like nope. every night. Not really. Because they're so much fun. No, not really. No? Nope. Well, why do you love them so much? Well, he's not even invested in his own topic. It's the idea of them. I mean, I've seen some game shows. I was sick in elementary school and watched The uh -huh. Price is Right, right before Days of Our Lives, like everybody else in uh, Gen X. So, I yeah, I know my way around a game show. I've seen them. They're yeah. fun. It's like saying, you know, I don't like... Um, They're fun for how how long, though? I mean, how many of them can you watch? Well, usually before, it's yeah. fun for like half an hour, and then, you know, you switch uh, to the people's okay. quarter, you know, or uh, Matlock okay. or something. I don't know. Well, I yeah. was just curious because you just seem to, you know, yeah, they're really great. love with them. They're great. I mean, it's entertainment. Do they feel like a friend to you or an enemy? Oh, a friend. 100% oh, like okay. a friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a friend just... you only want to see for 30 minutes at a time? Yeah. Don't you have friends like that? No. 
<laughs> I, I've got at least one of those, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, you know, I think you did well, Sarah. I think you should have saved that whole um, criminal thing, though, to the end. Because that would have really Kinda, clinched yeah. it, Uh-oh. you know. Yeah, I can Uh-oh. see that. Jump the shark a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, overall, I... Yeah, you wore me down there on liking them. Good deal. Sarah will do that. She will wear you down. (laughs) Every time. Well, John, I'm curious to see how you've made shipwrecks an enemy because, honestly, I don't see how that's possible. I don't have to make them into anything. They just are. I mean, shipwrecks are the worst kind of enemy you could have. The one that might first pose as a friend only to ruin you later. They might sound kind of cool and mysterious at first, but their treachery is below the surface, literally and figuratively. Everything seems normal up top. You're cruising the ocean of life and having a great time, but your enemy shipwrecks are down below, out of sight, while patiently polluting your personal space and waiting for you to eventually meet them. And once you do meet them, they keep reminding you of your failures. And who doesn't love that? What could have been until your joy got like torpedoed or sprung a leak, crashed full speed into an iceberg, or maybe worse, you just gave up on something. There your shipwreck enemy sits, just passive, aggressive, and salty, silently reminding you uh, it's said that 90% of your communications is nonverbal, right? You guys have heard that? 90%? Communications, your message is ninety percent. Ninety percent is nonverbal. Do, yeah, no. open a book. Open a book, Sarah. You know, well, your shipwreck enemy's communications is a hundred and ten percent giving you the bird and saying, "I told you so." That's where your shipwreck enemy's at, and that's just when you have to deal with them from a distance. If you actually get up close to them, they're messy. They scatter their junk everywhere. They're cluttering up your life, and your shipwreck enemy is dangerous, even life-threatening, if you try to get a look inside and explore what's up. So that's it. Worst enemy I can imagine, shipwrecks. That's all you got? I I think it it speaks for itself. It's simple, powerful, succinct. All right. Well, let's see what our judge thinks. Mary? Well, there's some good poetic language in there for sure. Good job on that. You're you're getting better, you know, along, <laughs> along the line. I'm really enjoying seeing you grow as a poet. Mm, that's what we're here for. Yeah, shipwrecks sound pretty rotten when you describe it like that. So. Especially the wooden ones. Oh, my yeah. God. They're si- <laughs> what'd you say? Silent and... Passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive, yeah. Terrible nonverbals. Again, they're a big I told you so. I said don't go out on the ocean. I said don't yeah, get in that they're, boat. They're a reminder of your own folly. Yeah. Right? Don't you try to master the seas? Not up here. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then look, here you go. A giant a memorial to how much you suck. That's what that is. I would argue that every parable needs to have a foil so that the lesson can be learned. And perhaps that's shipwrecks. A valuable piece of the puzzle. Sorry, I thought we were speaking English on this show. Oh, oh excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, that that was just <laughs> exhausting. I'm about ready for a commercial break. Well, let's take one. And when we come back, we'll hear Mary's final judgment on the Slender Bowl. Slender Bowl Woo! 1.
We're brought to you by beautiful Sanderson Microphones, the very microphones we use here on the show. Sanderson mics are proudly built with appearance and presentation in mind. They're designed for the discerning podcaster like me, karaoke contestants, high school intercom jockeys, monster truck rally announcers, or anyone else who cares about a great looking mic and can live with mediocre sound. Gorgeous Sanderson microphones when looks matter. And thanks to our sponsor, Catbox. We're all familiar with those monthly box services. They're great for getting candles and clothing and meal kits. You know what none of those can offer? Something alive and ready to claw its way out of that box and into your heart. And in the process, make the world a better place. That's where Catbox comes in. After you've completed a quick online medical history, insurance form, and liability waiver, Catbox handpicks a feral cat just for you. Each month, Catbox carefully packages your new friend in a ventilated box with just enough canned tuna and water to make the trip to your doorstep. What happens next is up to you. Each box also includes vaccination supplies, special handling gloves, and a re-gifting kit if you decide to pass along the love to someone else. So bring the joy and excitement that only an undomesticated cat can offer into your home every month with Catbox. Okay, here we go. Mary, it's up to you now. We'd love to hear who you have picked as the most slandered or least slandered, however you want to let us know which topic came out on top. We're all ears. Oh, this is such a hard decision, you know? Not really. You don't have to say that. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Well, then... um... (laughs) I really feel like TV games got slandered worse than shipwrecks. Yes! 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 I I just I'm yes! still loving yes! the shipwrecks and I'm I I actually like TV games less now. Judge um, Mary than I did through. previously. So I'm sorry, John. I know I've known you 23 years. But we've but... known each other at least 23 minutes and that's I mean, <laughs> I just, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it. I, I can't believe I lost a shipwrecks twice this season. Twice. You sunk. You sunk. They, <laughs> it's, I don't understand. I am just, I see the world through a different lens. Clearly. They are, they are disasters, truly. And I guess next season, God help me if Sarah gets like plane crashes or roller I'll coaster go, I'll accidents. Go for three. I'll do shipwrecks again. <laughs> right? Or like equine, you know, emergencies, things like that. I mean, everybody's going to love that stuff, I guess. But yeah. Well, Your Honor, thank you so much. You made the right decision. And honestly, it's a privilege and it's my honor to carry the trophy, the very first Slander Bowl winner. I mean, this is historic. This will probably be on Wikipedia. So mission accomplished. That's where you guys get all your info, right? That's right. I got to stare now. Whenever I'm, I'm talking to you on Zoom or whatever, Sarah, I'm going to see in the background that Slander Bowl cup up there on the mantle. It's going to make me more motivated than ever to destroy you in uh, our future episodes. Mary, thank you for doing this. I, I respect yes, your decision. thank you. Yeah, you were an awesome judge at the beginning of this season and now at the end. Perfect circle. Beautiful, sophisticated, intelligent. Can't ask for more. And I'm getting the message Thank you, now. Sarah. I, I am getting the message. It took me a minute, but I'm it's coming through loud and clear now, Mary. Is I know it, where it? you and I stand. It, 
I didn't listen well enough the first time. That's on me. Now I hear you. I hear where you're coming from. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty. This has nothing to do with you, dear John. Oh, well, thank you, Mary. <laughs> I uh, I don't believe you, but I appreciate you saying that. Uh, so others okay. others might believe you that listen to this. All right. Well, that is it. Can you believe it, Sarah, for season one? I can't believe it. Good game. You're a very worthy opponent. And even though I crushed you like a speck of dirt under my shoe this season, it was a privilege to fight against you. That's kind of you to say. I will say, in all sincerity, it's been awesome doing this with you. Uh, we tried this as sort of a silly experiment. You know, aside from the um, countless dollars we receive from our illustrious sponsors, uh, you're doing this out of the goodness of your heart to try out this funky, funky time uh, with me. And uh, I really appreciate it. You've been awesome. Oh, well, the same back at you. When we, when we were coming up with this idea and you pitched it, I thought it was amazing. I wasn't, and, I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Oh, no. Keep saying nice things about me. I, I just done. wanted to say, you know, thank you to our judges as well. They've all been wonderful. I was going to put closed quotes at the end of that statement and say, oh. would be something I would say if I truly enjoyed working with you on Got it. Got it. But it. because it's the slander bowl, that's an example mm-hmm. of a lie. And I see. I see. Not how I actually feel. So now mm. that sentence is over, and now it's your turn to talk. I gotcha. Gotcha. This, this might explain a little bit of why you lost so many times. Uh, but I <laughs> wanted to say it's been a real joy getting to know uh, the judges this season that I didn't know, getting to meet new people. And of course, thank you to all of my friends and family that I already knew who came on the show. We really, really appreciate it. It was such a joy to talk to people we wouldn't normally, you know, compare apples and oranges with, but we got the opportunity to do that this year. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to everybody that helped us with the show, the support we received from family and friends. It's awesome. Thanks for taking pity on us and listening to some episodes against your will. We really appreciate that. Uh, We will be working on some ideas for what's next, season two or otherwise. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know what's coming through um, the Facebook page and or on this podcast channel. Again, thanks to Mary for being here tonight. We want to thank our friend Hilberto for our awesome show logo. Uh, Thanks once again to the internet for all the research help. We wouldn't know what to do without you. And the biggest of thank yous to our listeners, those that encouraged us and actually did take the time to uh, listen to these shows and give us your feedback. So with that, Sarah, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. Thank you for having me as your, uh, your co-host in crime, John. Oh, you're very welcome. Believe me, it's, uh, the pleasure is all mine. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys again soon. Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Uh, uh. Mm. Yep, (laughs) gotta get loose. (laughs) Because this is it. This is it. All the marvels. Wait, we're playing for marbles? Mm-mm. I thought we were playing for money. Hey. <laughs> Minus 10 for swearing. Oh. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Come on, Google. Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you got me? I didn't realize that you guys were on Google. Like, you look up Sarah Baggett, how many? Yeah.
yep. or which which topics she lost yeah. on no comparison and you can you can bring that up yeah all the records and stats are on the internet in different awesome. places you know you I look up the you know, breakdown <laughs> and you know the number of points and rebounds and um, yeah steals it's, it's that big of a deal okay yeah. uh, Bunts, i'm ready Sorry. all that's in there so sarah uh let her rip let's hear your two lies and a truth about right. shipwrecks be happy to Sorry. kick this off let me say that again I, yeah. I screwed it up. So, Sarah, when you're ready, let's hear your two lies and a truth about TV game shows. Oh, I didn't even catch that first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two lies and a truth. It's because of my uh, buttery smooth delivery. It just overwhelmed the inaccuracy of my message. That's it. That's got to be it. <laughs> now I want butter. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, Sarah, let's see how I can uh, respond to your words or phrases. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> we'll hear Mary's final judgment on the Slander Bowl. Slander Bowl Woo. 1. <laughs> Is Slander Bowl 2 Electric Boogaloo or Back in the Habit? Or <laughs> <laughs> Slander Bowl 2 Back in the Habit. Back in the Habit. <laughs> this, time, this time there are nuns. <laughs> Bar none, but spelled none. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> Not endorsed by the Catholic Church. Mary, you hanging in there? You doing all right? Mm-hmm. I do want to tell you something, though. Okay. Um, I did. Uh, I do love your, your commercials. And I did get Airport Boyfriend. And it was really good. Um, he not only took me to the airport, dropped me off, and <laughs> took my luggage. He, he gave me a little hug and a kiss and Ooh, a little pat nice. on the butt. So uh, oh, I, whoa, what? I totally recommend that. And That's a... I, I, I did the cat box too. Yes. So How did that go? For, it went great. Now, um, I sent it to my daughter. So she has, now she has two cats. Mm-hmm. They're little kittens. Uh, mm-hmm. Lavender, who's a gray little guy, a little fuzzy guy. And, um, came in a box. Oliver, yeah, came in a box, yep. and it was it was a surprise, and it was great, and she loved it. So I I just I say that the both of those products I really enjoyed. So thanks for for cluing me into them. Oh, we absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for uh, sponsoring our sponsors. <laughs> I, I wonder what kind of regulations there are in airport boyfriend because some of that sounded a little, I don't know, like a different kind of service. No, that's the, that's the gold package. That's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, they they over deliver those airport boyfriends. That's exactly right. Yeah. Again, I'm glad that's that's your brainchild, Sarah, and I didn't come up with that. <laughs> Guess what I had for dinner tonight in honor of this last episode and you being on it. Three guesses. What did I have for dinner? A shipwreck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I think you're cutting out. I think Sarah's audio. No idea. Out. What is one of my favorite foods? And the star of episode one oh. that should have won. Uh, yes. What was it? Uh, what was right. it? Oh, I'm so hurt. <laughs> grilled I'm, cheese sandwich. Mary, you cut Oh, you had grilled so cheese sandwich? I, of course so I how, did. Was it delicious? Yes. What kind of uh-huh. a question is that? They are you, so delicious. Oh, did, you did, but so you didn't good. catch the house on fire, right? Because no, they're no, no, so no. dangerous no. as well. And I don't nope. think people know how about dangerous. They need to know. how dangerous they are. Yeah, no, I know my way yeah. around a grilled cheese, and I. It, I hope that everybody's listening to that show. I think Sarah may have won that. Did you? I did. Win that one, yeah. I did. Why are we acting yeah. like we don't? I get it. All right. I lost it. You guys are acting <laughs> like you don't remember. Dangerous. You don't remember. Oh, I wonder who won that one. 
air travel <laughs> beat grilled cheese on safety. <laughs> it was a freaking travesty. It's right There's up there. There's a lot more grilled cheese it, fires than it doesn't, airplane fires. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't just, you know, detract from how tasty they are, though. Yeah, right, John? I know. They're so good. I wish I was crafty enough to have thought of that story and that whole complaint I just had as a mm-hmm. way to sort of, you know, motivate you to pick me tonight. I wish I'd thought of that in advance yeah. and could yeah, seem that, that dastardly. Good. That would have been good. But I lucked but, into it, so I'll take the result either way. Let me ask you something. Did you also drink lemonade? No. Ugh. Did you drink pink lemonade? No. Yeah. No, I'm, a, I'm an adult man most of the time. Most, yeah, some, some days. <laughs> according Monday to, through Friday. According to um, my doctor, I am, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, chronologically, uh, that's it. Um, uh, and every other indicator is like, I don't think you're an adult man. I mean, age says you are, but <laughs> physically, yes. But, uh, but not mentally. even that. He's looking he's like, are you sure? Have you gone through puberty? Is what he's asking me. Because <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yeah. Your voice does crack from time to time. It does do that. Catbox is my all-time favorite because I like to picture the people like running around alleyways trying to like capture feral cats into these boxes. And they've got like that old timey <laughs> net, you know, the net. Yeah, that, the dog catcher net, you know. Yeah, it's like a fish. It's like a pole with a yeah, yeah the loop on the end of it, and they're just yeah, whammy, slamming it down on the ground, and the cat's bouncing around in there. Oh my god! Right into the Opening box. Opening it up. Right, right into the yeah. box. Well, know. let me know if you want me to send you a picture of my daughter's cats. To put in the show notes. Great. Love it. Yeah, actual cat uh, satisfied customers all around. Cat, cat box, yep. The cats are thrilled. <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. I'm getting punchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a free one. You get that one for free, Sarah. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's the last one, you know. Uh, I have a feeling I'm going in for a loss, too, so you got to give me the puns. <laughs> no, you're you're a winner in my heart, Sarah. Oh, God. I don't care what it's everyone else says. the worst place says. to win. <laughs> I don't care what all those other people say. <laughs> I don't care what everyone says about Everybody. You. I don't care what your mom says. <laughs> I don't care what Brent says. I don't care what your colleagues say. I don't listen, don't listen to any of them. I don't them. listen to any of them. I oh stick up for God. you every time and go, Sarah's not a terrible lying loser. Yeah. She's not. I don't believe it. I don't buy it for a second. She's here, my, here. She's my co-host. And I have to do stuff with her. So leave her mm. alone. Yeah. You, forced proximity. Right. Get off her case. I have to spend time with her again this week. So I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Sarah's dad. 